Now, I'm sure that most of you know the old story about the astronaut who went far out into space and was asked on his return whether he had been to heaven and seen God. And he said yes. He said yes. He said yes. Greetings, ladies, gentlemen, non-binaries, and sentient artificial intelligence. Join us on this journey to find the others. Because no matter where we find ourselves in this multiverse, the act of existing is all too familiar. Guys? has a tremendous problem-solving ability. Herbs are blood of the Herbs are good purity. As we look across this great expanse and stare at the stars, we can't help but be reminded these lights, though we're seeing them all at the same time, happened across a multi-billion year delta. Some of those fires burned millions of years ago. Some billions, but all of them happened so we could experience them in this one singular moment. They called us scouts. They called us seekers. They called us hoosiers. But we were destined to question every, every, every. Sophisticate here on WGNU 9:20 a.m. You can catch us live at Facebook Live Hoosier Sophisticate. You can jump over to YouTube Mycelial Media. We'll be streaming live there as well. Of course, if you go to WGNU 9:20 a.m.com, you can stream us live anywhere in the world. What a week! What a Greg! What a week! What a week! We are joined in studio uh, this evening by our lovely producer Seth Gabriel, by our guy Mike Ote, and by our guy Scotty Cooper. Mike, what is happening? What happened to you? You appear to have. Oh yeah, Mark's here too. Mark's oh, Mark's on the boards. Mark oh, and Mark. Craig, they're not talking to each other right now. Mark and Craig kind of falling out. So hold on, Mark. I apologize. It. I was talking about in somebody the ate the lunch in the uh, lunchroom in the studio. Somebody ate the lunch. Craig ate Mark's lunch out of the lunchroom last time. That's I drink your milkshake. <laughs> yeah, what happened to your hand? What happened to your well, hand? Well, Saturday I got done with the reception and uh, get up in the microphone. Baby. Talk right in the microphone. Came home Saturday night after a reception and I uh, was slightly inebriated, chasing my wife because we were getting a little frisky. Ooh. And uh, <laughs> she ran right in the house, and I didn't make it in the house. You were cha- you so. were cha- like you guys were doing oh, yeah. a cute little flirty oh, yeah. chase after yeah. one another. No kid, the kid was gone. Good that grandma, you. grandpa, oh, that's the best. Okay, oh. so you guys get out of the Uber and you decide to chase one another inside. What did this flirty chase look like from fifty feet away, though? 
probably very goofy. Um, I mean, that's I could just imagine seeing me falling up a flight of stairs. I'm going to get and you. And phone going one way, me going the other oh, way. Man, I'm a big fan of this type of, uh, of foreplay because sex to me is a race. It's like if I get there first, sorry, yo. <laughs> I won. I'm going well, to sleep. And I relate to it, too, because sex to me is a 12-round boxing match. If there's not at least one <laughs> broken bone or two, if there's not a great deal of pain, do we really even have sex? you see in the Olympics uh, where they do the walking, where they have to walk for like a the year? walking, yeah. it, it hurts your hips yeah. to watch them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what you're talking about? Okay, Mike, so what's so happening anyways, you're chasing uh, she, your lovely wife. She comes back around and realizes that something's wrong with my hand. Go inside and see that my finger is jetting out to the right at a 90-degree angle. Oh. <laughs> so then I immediately go to the kitchen, find the closest bottle of alcohol, and consume as much as I can. And That's good. re-break my finger to so reset So you pulled it? it? You, you pulled did it yourself. Out. You I reset it, it yourself. Now, the first time I tried it, so my finger out. went the opposite direction. <laughs> so then that really hurt. And then I decided, let's go ahead and straighten this one out. So I just pulled straight out. And then it was like a little floppy noodle. And, and then, then I just shoved it back. Are we still talking about your finger? Yeah. Still, uh... yeah. Because the noodle hasn't come up yet. So, so anyways, I popped floppy it back noodle. in. About 20 minutes after some ice, I was back in the room getting it going. Okay, that's <laughs> I can appreciate you weren't going to let no, nobody was going to keep you down. <laughs> Meanwhile, your wife's going, "Come on, yep. get in bed, honey. Jeez, what are you doing? You're like pulling Hide me a river, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, jamming in there, guys. Listen, one thing that we would like to do a little bit later on in the show, if that, if that, uh, you guys want to hear some funny relationship stories, I do. We want to talk about relationships, some of the maybe the hardships that they present, some of the funny things that come from navigating your those sex hardships. injuries. Maybe you guys have had a sex injury. I don't know. If you guys. Spend, uh, you know, come up with some questions for us, and maybe towards the end of the first hour, into the second hour, we will uh, we'll have a little relationship talk. And oh, there we'll have a we'll have a fun little time. They're already loving it on the text line. They are loving it. These sickos on the sophisticated Hoosiers fan page, sex wounds are the best. Join the club. People are smoking, consuming cannabis while they listen they to are. the show. Oh, That's my probably God. patients in the comfort of their own home. <clears throat> okay. Guys, what a week. I had. Uh, I want to tell a little, little something that's special that happened to me. Um, ties into the whole cannabis thing because, uh, you know, I'm super pan- uh, passionate about the cannabis. I'm cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> passionate about cannabis. Uh, about the whole movement. And I, I, I started out just smoking and just liking the feeling of smoking. <clears throat> then I thought maybe it was ruining my life because I didn't want to do my Wall Street degree anymore. I'm like, oh, maybe the weed's making me lose ambition. Really, it was just that's not what I wanted to do. I wasn't you know, involved with my peers in any way on that level. And so I went through this whole change, and then uh, I really started to question whether cannabis was a medicine or not, You know, whether uh, I liked it so much that I wanted it to be a medicine. So I only sought out stories that – made cannabis seem like a a miracle cure a plant you know this is five six seven years ago when i started just uh researching where cannabis was at as a medicine that's when i kind of started you know a little bit a few years later is when i started to learn about all the other plant medicines too like sure. ayahuasca and all that um which my memories are coming up three years three years ago today that's some awesome. of the <clears throat> that's when we kind of it's about know. right about now is about when you kicked off the changing station three yes. years ago it was around this time yes no, no, no. It it's four years. Right? It'll be four, four years. I'm sorry, four years ago. It'll be four years in October when we kind of started this. Um, and we met some just very uh, just inspirational people when it comes to 
caring about their families and you know putting their uh, freedom on the line. To, you know, like sure. we talk about it all the time. But one of the most inspirational families and, and groups and people to me is uh, this kid Chance Hamilton. <clears throat> And we did like the Cuck for the Cup and a few other things um, <clears throat> for the family and the Hamilton family. Is a, it's a friend, uh, my wife's cousin's like best friend. So I kind of knew him, but I, I could see their story on Facebook. And their 19-year-old had ALL. And I was like, oh, it's, I think it's an acute lymphoblastic uh, lymphoma. lymphoma. Yeah. And so I was reading up on cannabis and can cannabis help? I thought maybe it could help even with just the symptoms of chemo. You know, and just like, hey, help, because this kid was a steed. He, his, his dad lived with a big old dude, like it, an awesome just <clears throat> like seventh heaven type family, you know, where you're like, oh, man, these people are great. The kid's filling out. Well, then I saw him get sick, and he's getting, you know, like you're just watching this story from afar, you know. And I'm like, okay, I got, I got should I do something? Should I not do something? Uh, well, I decide to reach out, and I ask Jen. I'm like, what, what should I do? She's like, D- do it. What's the worst that could happen? Um, so I, I, I do, I, I reach out, uh, I say, Hey, there's a study, uh, that was done in Europe on cannabis oil and, uh, it's effect on ALL, like a 14 year old girl. And it was, uh, doctors and scientists, uh, re- researching the info. I remember it was so weird to me. They had to write down a uh, white widow and they had to write down like strains of the cannabis. These doctors, it was the first time I had seen that, that they had taken, oh, two grams of oil from the, the Northern Lights plant. And I'm thinking, well, these doctors got to be uh, questioning what they're doing kind of because sure. of the weird, stupid strain names we got for everything. Like, oh, Purple Kush works for cancer better. It's like, okay. Um, so I was trying to see through all that. I, I end up giving them the information. Uh, they did uh, you know, what they wanted to with it. Um, but we ended up building a bond over this, uh, you know, chance, uh, you know, you don't want to say loss of battle, but chance, you know, uh, he passed away from, from cancer. And, you know, I know the family misses him like crazy. Um, it's, it's a, you see these, these wounds that maybe never heal and never get better, just kind of change throughout time mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, growing to know this family and how much they care about each other and how it's taught me to not take things for granted, um, and I don't know how much I want to say as far as cannabis oil. What, what well, I'll just say, and to see the hope that yeah it gave them. Um, oh, it know, was to, it like, was astounding. They were frustrated that maybe it caught it a little too late <laughs> because his numbers were rapidly improving. Yeah, um, and we talked about the, um, you know, the challenge of being a parent and having to choose between being an outlaw and being a parent, and it's not really a challenge. Like it's the easiest decision you would have ever have to make no doubt. what are you going to do well naturally you're going to you're going to save your child at any cost no doubt you know um and so obviously i think that's what got us real definitely inspired you got you into it yeah. talking about it a little bit more uh i came onto the show not too long after after that we had our buddy blake bell in and then tom yep. mundell came in jeff mazanski came in and found out that there's stephanie a lot of people tufts that have stephanie tufts and, and robbie right basil, basil and you know, people that where cannabis was making a unbelievable difference in their life for the better. Oh, yeah, know? no doubt. Well, uh, so we're still close to the families, obviously. You know, we, and one of the crazy things is dad said, you know, he's like, I want to see you. I had never met the family, and he said he wanted to see me at the uh, at the funeral. And I was like, oh my god, this is this is gonna be this is gonna be a tough one. You know, uh, the funeral. The kid had obviously had an, uh, a dramatic impact on the community around him at just nineteen the way everyone was in love 
with this guy. Like, I almost admired him being – I wanted to relive my youth and <clears throat> make the decisions he made because he was just a good, good kid, kid mm-hmm. could play instruments, like – just uh, you could tell his his siblings looked at him like he was a god. Yeah. And me and my sister, you know, we have a pretty good relationship, but you could tell there is just such sure. special, so much love, special there. bond there. So we're hanging out in Spanish society, um, and this is one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me. But uh, shout out to old Kessler. Kessler was at the the picnic. It was the annual picnic for the Spanish society. It was yeah. the picnic, and you know everyone's kind of hanging out at the end, and we're all we formed a little uh, circle and kind of like the end of this. I mean, they had a a five table flippy cup game going on. Oh, it was wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the lights out there look so amazing. Like the Spanish Spanish society is awesome. So we go out there and Chance's little sister Evie, I think she's got to be 10, maybe 10 or 11. I think she's 11. 11? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, she's out there and she's a you know, just a real cool kid, like outgoing, you know, not a kid you want to punch in the face because most of them you do, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you know, she's like a cool kid you can have yeah. a conversation with. You know, we, you get it. Um, so we start talking about uh, I had the guitar out and we're singing a few songs. Well, she asked me if I know a song. And uh, I'm like, oh, I think, I think I know it. And I'm sure I've heard it a few times because it's actually kind of a popular song. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember what it was called, by the way? Gosh, I, I don't. That one was out of my wheelhouse. Um, someone will remember it. I'm sure Jenny remembers what it was. Um, but it, it's, uh, it's by a Scottish kid. And the lyrics of it. Are uh, you know you pulled the rug out from under me and you know I was just getting used to loving you and now you're gone and I could tell she was starting to feel it. It was making me start to feel it. It was one of the coolest. The fact that I could uh, just even slightly contribute to this little kid putting it all out there. Uh, releasing the feelings because that's so cathartic to let that you know that was a big moment I could tell it was like a, a, a nervous energy at first and then eventually the big notes start coming and she's just singing it as loud as she can everyone is locked in everyone's engaged Jenny was weeping her eyes out uncontrollably and to have moments like that and, uh, you know, I, I would say, you know, just putting yourself out there and, and being a part of this community is part of the biggest deal and allowing yourself to love people and stick your neck out there. You know, we got a uh, Dale Alcorn, you know, that's the whole thing of power of the draft, power of the draft. Stick, stick your neck out there for somebody, you know, that, that what we're building here, this community is, is magical. And I just wanted to share that story and say, thanks to, you know, the Ham- Hamilton family for just Staying strong, you know, I know it's, everything becomes so cliche at that point, you know, but it's like you try to show love where you can, when you can. And that was a moment I thought of just pure, unadulterated love. Like It was, man. It was, a move, it was a moving moment. And to see her sing from her feet, you know what I mean? Like it was just moving through her whole body. Uh, and And also to be able to do that, you know, a lot of times kids are – you know, they're outgoing, but once, you know, the pressure's on and you're talking totally. about kind of a almost, a, you know, a real intimate acoustic set where, you know, totally not, mu- not much to hide flat notes. When our kids are going to start getting a little leery, I got a I got a ham of, a, of the, our youngest is a ham. He'll perform oh, yeah. in front of anybody. But as soon as you put him on the spot and say, hey, sing that for everyone. No way. It clam up and runs away. She was like she was ready to take the microphone and have her moment. <laughs> I and know. She slayed it. It was amazing. And was Jenny cool. wasn't the only one with tears in her eyes. Like it was it was a moving moment for all of us. And and you're right. Like the lyrics kind of shone through. And uh, someone you loved by Lewis Capaldi. 
Someone you loved. There you go. Oh, and, uh, you know, I was, I mean, I was pissed because it, a little bit less of attention was on me. I see You I could see feel you. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could feel that. I know you are. Yeah. I kept trying to play louder. Yeah. And, and she, she kept singing sing louder. louder. And I'm like, the, the cojones and, and everyone's like, they're really vibing. And I'm like, oh, just trying just to start out. smashing your guitar <laughs> yeah. and like, walk off stage. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, a cool magical moment. Everyone's kind of surrounding her afterwards. And I'm like, who it played cool. the guitar? It was what? really neat. It was one of the coolest moments. And it's this group. It's this awesome group of people that allows us no to keep having moments like that. I used to have moments like that far and few between. Now I feel like those moments are happening all the time. On a weekly basis. Cool stuff. Cool thing. I think you texted me the other day and you're like, another magical night. <laughs> I'm almost sure. like, when are these going to end? No Jeez, doubt. Louise, no doubt. Man. I wonder if you consider the fact that we had just gotten back from oh. Michigan, like the greatest trip ever. We're happy to share this with all of our friends that are at this picnic. And it was just it, one thing after another, just good, just keeps piling on. And it was amazing. Um, and that actually kind of reminds me, um, because we were talking about the I, – I, I, everybody gets – I hope that everybody is as tired of this as me. Like, what about the kids? Right? It's kind of this ongoing. Oh God! Thing. It's right now. It's exactly what they're pushing with the uh, the e cig ban. Oh, I know. Right? And but you'll notice that they're always like, it's these black market THC oils. Like, it's all they always got to throw the pot oil in there because it's the THC that's that's you yeah. know, killing these people, <laughs> and not the not the fact that they're inhaling fluid fats. Right? Like, they're essentially. I don't know what's in them, Craig. I don't. I don't know what's in them. I don't. If I get them from a guy, <laughs> I'll read the cartridge. I don't anything. know what's in them. I it don't believe. Delicious. I don't believe anything that's on there anyway. I think all of the vape cartridges are crap. Even the best ones. I like them for convenience, but I want something that tastes a little natural. Well, we've talked about that. Everything's like, insane with the taste. Settle down on the, the taste. The fake terps that are, or not even fake terps, but the terps that are being yeah. put into them and I'm everything. I'm sure some are using fake. Aren't the, aren't the companies now saying, like, that's not our product? They're, well, they're using the vape, but they're using their own you know, blends or whatever. Oh, well, our guy, NBEV, uh, Augie. Yeah, they put out a statement. Yeah. That was a year ago that we interviewed August Bush, by the way. I know. This week. (laughs) Um, So there's a case that was going on. Uh, The CDC, uh, as recently, or CBC? As of August 27th, the CDC confirmed 215 cases of severe lung illness among recent vapors in 25 states since June 28th, as well as a death in Illinois. Another death is under investigation in Oregon, and a Pennsylvania teenager with vaping illness systems is in a medically induced. Coma. While no official cause has been given, investigators have homed in on black market cannabis or nicotine products, recently warning consumers to steer clear of them and to stop modifying these products at home. Michigan has become the first state to ban sales of flavored e-cigarettes outright. Physicians who have treated cases of vaping-related illness told MedPage today that many patients reported vaping tetrahydrocannabinol, THC oil, particularly from illicit sources. No single substance or e-cigarette product has been consistently associated with the illness, but the CDC's recent Health Alert Network warning noted that many patients have reported using e-cigarettes containing cannabinoid products such as THC or CBD. The THC and the CBD has nothing to do with it. I just well, I don't know. Well, if you I put it in a really... pen, it might totally change it when you combust it. 
Well, the coil might turn it into poison, Craig. You don't you know. know. I, I'd hate to say it, but those numbers aren't like through the roof yeah, or anything. No, you're 100% like, right. Can when they you, mention, like, what people. about how much, uh, what has alcohol done in the same amount of time or oh, maybe fast Christ. food done uh, in the last year? Yeah. Yeah. How much joy has alcohol brought to the no people? <laughs> Quite that... oh, yeah, <laughs> a lot. But they were drinking responsibly, Steve. Yeah, I, I know. Some people weren't. Caca! So like a, lot of a lot of it has been attributed to these fats that they're using, you know, vitamin E oils and, and oils that have – So quick uh, to blame the fats, what Craig. Is it, uh, they're good fats. Lipids, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Essentially what they're doing is they're giving – It's another name for fats. They're giving themselves a, uh, uh, a fat – enema. Pneumonia. Like they're putting – instead of putting water in their lungs, they're putting fats that can't – be breathed out of the lungs. You could put THC in there. You could put whatever you wanted in there. It's not that's not what's killing them. It's the fact that they're inhaling a liquid that I is mean, not vaporizing. If you put a vapor on your lung, what's it going to do? It's going to create a fungus. If it's sitting there in your lungs, just well, resting, says? just resting. No, it's my opinion. Okay, thank so you. So if you take an oil, you, if you take Mike. an oil, listen to me. <laughs> if you take vegetable oil and douse it all over you, and you go take a shower, okay, I, can I, you get I it like off? where you're going. I like where you're you know going. What I mean, um, think of that with your lungs mixed with the moisture and everything that's already in here. Well, uh, wouldn't it's, an it's oil really, just absorb into your system and go away at some point? But does probably through but my does face, like an olive oil or even a motor oil. Does it does it absorb into your skin? A motor oil? I have yet to Any coat my body oil. in motor oil. Any, I haven't done either. <laughs> but think about it. When you turn that into a vape, like Craig was saying, and you energize it. Don't, don't like Craig was me. saying Seriously. me. Okay. When That's you take that, that you don't know because if we, we do cigarettes, it's a we smoke. Do it's a smoke. Yeah. It's not a vapor. That's why it's taking longer for us to die with cigarettes than it is these cases with This is one of the best know. theories I've ever that's heard in my life. Exactly. Purely opinion, and that's what I think. Mike is not a doctor. I, I think the reason it takes longer to die from cigarettes is because of the diseases they, they cause that a cure over an accumulative process. But I think you're, that's kind of an interesting uh, take on it. How, Dr. House over here. He's like, well, think about it. He's standing there with this cane. Well, think about it. Have you ever cooked with vegetable oil? And the doctors are like, this guy good. <laughs> no, I haven't doused myself. In I want to go oil. to the uh, YouTube comments real quick. Uh, Finex, Finex Music, FNX, STL, Big Pharma, and the tobacco industry working together to spread any propaganda and misinformation possible through fear tactics. I couldn't agree more with you, Finex. Thank you so much for your comment. And Tony Elkin is joining us on the YouTube feed tonight. Oh, and not that Dr. guy. And Dr. Ross uh, agree with that 100%, but at the same time, what's wrong with just the flower? Buddy, you're preaching to the choir. Big Pharma is about 45% of the world's problem. He, did he say agreed with Mike 100%? <laughs> he, he said, he, he said, what if a doctor calls in and is like, that man is spot on? Uh, maybe he could be. I hope, I How hope so. hard would it be for the tobacco industry to filter out some misinformation or Not even just some, some stories all the time. to say, hey, get – because I read an article the other day that said uh, nicotine addicts switching back to cigarettes because they can't get their e-cig juice. I just wonder, uh, you know, what are those guys going to do who blow the giant vape clouds? I feel bad for them now. Yeah, they're, they're done. They're going to go back to uh, <laughs> Never pogs. Mind. Never mind. They're going to play pogs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what, did, what was the last thank thing you. that they were thank doing you. before I this know. came out? I don't, I don't know. I don't the know. yo-yos that lit up? Uh, <laughs> probably. I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't want to say anything. Upside down, upside down visors. I'm sticking with Pogs. <laughs> yeah, Pogs was a great one. I'm Slammer. Alf <laughs> Pogs. Nice. Nice. Dude. So um, I posted a little something about uh, MDMA today. Did you guys uh, get a chance to catch that from Dr. Ben Sessa? No, I didn't. Well, it's pretty interesting, actually. I don't read anything you post, actually. That's, that's all right. That's okay. I, I wasn't listening to anything you said earlier. I so just wait for you to tell me in person. Fair enough. Because research suggests that instead of crushing, uh, instead of the crushing existential mood drop we're all used to, MDMA can actually produce an afterglow if you're not an idiot about it. You wake up precisely three minutes. This is uh, from Vice, by the way. You wake up after precisely three minutes of sleep in an immense panic. Your jaw sore and the inside of your cheeks chewed to shreds. It's okay, though. You're in bed. You lie back down and allow the familiar tones of the office to rock you back into unconsciousness. Then you wake up again 50 seconds later and dramatically type 999 in your phone just in case you are, in fact, dying. You spend the next week looking vacant and pitiful like a small child in the Victorian painting. Come downs are the punishments we deserve for living like pieces of S. However... They aren't, it turns out, mandatory parts of the MDMA experience. According to Dr. Ben Sessa, a Bristol-based addiction psychiatrist, MDMA psychotherapist, and psychedelic researcher, the lingering effects of clinical MDA tell a story, tell a different story from the, from the one we all know. Compared to a come down that has you begging your body for any remaining crumb of serotonin, which Sessa says is an artifact of sleep loss, excessive exercise, and concomitant drug use. There is no post-dosing mood drop with clinical MDMA use. Instead, it gives an afterglow, which is a much nicer word typically reserved for describing pregnant women in spa packages. Unsurprisingly, the moral story is if you take good MDMA and controlled doses instead of boshing four pills you bought in the smoking area off someone called Spike, then you try to get some proper sleep rather than staying up for 52 hours, you'll feel much better 72 hours later. We've reached out to the authors of the study for further information. And we'll post updates as they come. In the meantime, here's some MDMA harm reduction advice. And I like giving a little advice like this because we can't advise you to use things. But if for some reason you find yourself in the scenario where maybe you've taken these medicines, you feel like maybe you're feeling sad afterwards. There's a crash. Maybe you're just not feeling like anything's really filling your cup. Um, if you're dosing recreationally, you know, 125 milligrams, 60 milligrams for about two hours, 30 milligrams for four hours, 15 milligrams for six, and get a cab home after eight hours. That gives optimal positive mood effects and also safer with reduced temp and blood pressure risks. People who understand MDMA know never start mm-hmm. greater than 125 milligrams and have the dose every two hours. When the, 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 <clears throat> the dosing always gets me. I don't, you know. Like how much they dose up because it's like how much fits in here. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a frame of reference is what I'm asking for, guys. Phoenix Music, uh, STL. My my apologies uh, to what I called Phoenix Music. The the spelling. Yeah, are you dumb? Well, the spelling was. uh, Yeah, you might want to. A little different. You might want to rethink that. (laughs) (laughs) They told us to rethink mycelial media too. Okay, so don't. And then we were in a room of people who said, "That's the greatest name." Ever remember that? I do. Yeah, there's a few people that said that was the greatest name ever. Guys, MDMA. I'm all in. I think uh, the more I learn about the psychedelic treatments, I realize that maybe the psychedelics aren't for everyone. You know, I don't think uh, necessarily the psychedelics. They're that, not. You can pretty, you know, 
firmly say that. Like, they're not yeah. for everybody. Yeah, I, I, and I'm, well, I'm talking from a guy who I think just a year ago on the show I said uh, we should dose up everyone, you know, against yeah, their change will. Change mind a little bit against their will. <laughs> um, but then, you know, you learn that uh, with those experiences, I feel like it's a much, uh, much heavier deal. And I think once you're dealing with heavier things, maybe you need to use some heavier tools. I feel like MDMA is kind of a light tool, and we had a conversation about this uh, off uh, off camera, off screen, uh, off radio, when we were talking about it would be nice to find a pattern. Maybe uh, if, if people use MDMA first and then they followed up with a psilocybin uh, um, experiment and then they did uh, – maybe then they ended with ayahuasca or just found like, oh, this type of pattern works really well because I'm all in on MDMA. I think it's a much easier uh, – Journey. I think it's a much easier way to uh, maybe deal with some issues and that aren't necessarily that crazy deep, but it helps you rewire your brain to think about them differently. I know from uh, Queeves had some personal experiences (laughs) that he's told me about, and Queeve always feels better for like two weeks, three weeks, a month after – an experience like that, especially with a loved one. No doubt. There's a bond there that, I, you know, it, it, there's a, there's maybe a chemical shroud there. But then you think, okay, all we are is chemicals. Sure. It's how we interact with them and use them as the tools that they are. Mm-hmm. So I'm all in on the MDMA. I wish I think we're talking about our, our what experiments we would do, and I think that would be a really cool experiment for one of these researchers. Do remember, you guys can become researchers. No doubt, that's one thing we learned about Michigan. They're looking for people to, to be, be guinea pigs and researchers. Like no do everything. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm all, I'm all in on it. I think I think it's a, a great way. Uh, I, I did hear something. And I'll let you talk, but I did hear something about uh, the waste of MDMA in like Europe killing force where they're dumping the waste from MDMA and it made me think of of uh, our boy of Dabon they're yep. talking about how much they have just sitting there yep. and they said oh yeah every festival season they dump it into the water supply and it's there's a bunch of and they have the happen. happiest fish ever the population <laughs> explodes because <laughs> all the fish are made let's go fishing man uh, i i'm in agreement with you actually there's a Thank few you. people um, like I, for me I remember hearing Aubrey Marcus talk about it. Like uh, he was talking to someone else, and like if, if you had to get rid of all other psychedelic medicines, um, but you only had to choose one for everybody to do the work, what would you, you know? And and they Ooh, all they all chose uh, MDMA. That that would not be my choice. What do you choose? Mm. I think psilocybin. Psilocybin. Or yeah, MDMA. I think I have. I think I have the. I think I have the best relationship with with psilocybin. I think psilocybin. You can have moments of um, ecstasy, like in it. A little bit, like you can have moments of total oh, euphoria. There's no question. I've about almost it. died, or Queeve's almost died of laughter. Oh, that's the one thing I was worried about. Queeve, Queeve was worried about. I'm starting <laughs> to think if you know Queeve. this Queeve guy. <laughs> so intimately, uh, but but I I agree with you in that um, you. it's a heart much. opener, right? Like they 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 have heart opening ceremonies that are pulled around this. If you can sit in the right you know set and setting, um, you're there's probably less of a chance to have like a psychotic break with MDMA. It's not much that it doesn't really, yeah, it I doesn't like really bend your perception too no. much. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel warm. It makes you feel confident too. I feel yeah, that when, that, because you're very open about loving each other and talking and, and complimenting people and feeling really good. And I think it gives you the confidence to 
uh, not care what other people think, but also care deeply about other people, mm-hmm. which is something that you can probably practice. I know you can practice just in the real world, and maybe that MDMA gives you a little kickstart and you know, kind of shows you the, the game plan, and then you just keep putting that into practice every day. I think, I think it's awesome. I think everyone should go out and do some MDMA right now. You know, that right, actually Seth? brought up a... Uh, no. no. I'm yeah, kidding. We would, we would I'm not, kidding. Not, okay, that's why uh, I said that anybody guy, I'm joking. Um, but I will say, somebody asked a pretty cool... This lady asked a pretty cool question of uh, Dr. Alan Davis, uh, Johns Hopkins researcher who's now at Ohio State, um, after that uh, documentary we went and saw. And she asked, you know, is there... Do you have... Because... In England, they've been using fixed doses for all people, and this is kind of on the tail of me asking them, like, looking at the one guy, they're giving the, the, they give an introductory dose of 10 milligrams, which is just to see how their bodies reacted to the psilocybin. And then the second time through, it was 25 milligrams. That was, their, that was their big dose, which works out if you guys are doing the math at home, the two and a half grams. And I'm seeing a guy who was wholly unmoved by the original experience and could not find any light in life. And I'm like, I want to yell at the screen, you have to give this guy more than... 25 milligrams you have to you have to give this guy 50 milligrams or up give him the dose give him the threshold dose right and then you're gonna you might actually you might provide that spark that he was listening he's he's safe he's not going anywhere you got two people sitting there with him you know holding his hands they've created a nice a nice place that 25 is not going to touch this dude you I know? know. I would have been worried if that guy freaked now, out. Now this He's one a guy, lumberjack. He's now, a lumberjack. So, so after the uh, after the the movie, the one guy was asking, you know, w- w- with fixed doses, do you have a concern with different age limits? If you were going to get, uh, administer this medicine to somebody older, you know, would you be more apt to give them a smaller dose because they're older? And he had a really interesting answer that I thought was kind of cool. And that was, he said, actually, I would probably go the other way on it. And that's because throughout a whole lifetime of... Listen, they're old. They're going to get well, 15 they've grams. Got, they, they, they have the potential to have had a lot more trauma. If they're seeking out a, a, a depression you know, a depression study where they're trying a medicine they've never tried before because nothing oh, yeah. else is working, it, in a roundabout way, it actually makes a little bit more sense to give them a more wowing dose. Yeah, when I get old, I'm doing all the drugs. Darn tootin'. <laughs> Darn Darn. Get over here and sit on Dude. Grandpa's lap. Yeah. Uh, Grandpa, that's a salamander you're talking to over there. <laughs> that's, that's a plant. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we have a we have a pretty pretty funny thing. Uh, yeah, there. Uh, that's all, that also has a great point on the uh, on the line. There are roll safe kits. You got, I think if you go to rollsafe.org, if you're thinking about going to a festival or anything like that, more and more festivals are getting some harm reduction tents set up. It's one of the things oh, yeah. that MAPS works on, the uh, the, the um, Zendo project through yep, MAPS. Thank you. I was just uh, is they, they set up harm reduction tents. So if you find yourself – here's the idea. If you're going to bend your consciousness, if you're going to try and explore you know different realms and things like that, or if you're just going to have some fun, just do things responsibly. You know, I mean that's – do it not yeah. just do it not just for you, but do it for the the community that you believe. M- most people that are that are taking uh, these things at least know a little bit more than the average Joe and know kind of the profound experience that can come yeah, of it. Yeah, because your buddy Greg, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg's a real piece of work sometimes. <laughs> Greg almost got himself in some almost got himself in some real trouble. Tickle. He got himself in a little tight little spot. That little spot. You Greg only have- and Queeve, they're a bunch of knuckleheads. What can we say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
But they're good friends. They're good friends. Where uh, do you draw the line? Just uh, do things responsibly because it's not only affecting you. If you believe in the efficacy of psychedelic medicine, efficacy bell, <laughs> boom. If you believe in the efficacy of psychedelic medicine, <laughs> Christ, then you understand that it's also kind of your responsibility to be a responsible flag bearer eh. for psychedelics. <laughs> and if you go out and you do ridiculous things and put yourself in harm's way and become a headline somewhere, you set movements back. First man to fly without wings. That headline I'll say. <laughs> okay, speaking of being responsible, uh, would you give psychedelics to a child? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Okay, no, hear me out. Before I start talking anymore, before Seth shuts this entire program yeah. down. Um, but in tribal, we asked about tribal ceremonies. You brought up the age thing about older people. Mm-hmm. And in some uh, regions... They give hallucinogens to children, I think. Someone fact checked. No, that's that's a hundred percent true. Actually, in the in the Amazon, like there are mothers that put ayahuasca on their areola on their nipples as they breastfeed. Let's say that Hmm. we live in a tribal setting. There are no rules. We have kids. These two are childless heathens over here, just living living it good. Um, but, God, this it's all right. So good. Everything I own is mine. <laughs> yeah. I've never everything bought I, anything for anyone else. <laughs> everything I own is broken. Um, okay, but do you see? I always decide what's on TV. Do you see any benefits from uh, uh, in your own life? Like if they said, "Hey, Mike, little baby Mike, you're you're ten. We're going to give you a couple grams and send you out into the woods for oh, a night. Oh, that's a horrendous idea. Have you ever seen 300? Yeah, but I don't think they were hopping the kid up on 10 grams of boomers. Why not? <laughs> how else are you going to become a... I mean, maybe, you know... Someone look up how they do it. <laughs> and how the Spartans, you know, like, they also threw babies off of rocks if they looked a little and different. And look at what happens when you do that, Craig. I'm, I'm you aware. get specimens for generations <laughs> the Spartans to come. made fun of the Greeks, okay? They, no. Well, yeah, they the infiltrated. As boy lovers. I know. Well, they the Spartans were loving boys all day, every day. You know, say that to a Spartan's face. I will. <laughs> they'll, they'll admit it. Oh, look at this. If a baby was weak, the Spartans exposed it on the hillside or took it away to become a slave. See? Huh. That's Nurses you had find, the primary You couldn't find anything about them it. packing them full of a heroic dose of psilocybin. Yeah, we're getting Look, now. Uh, children should not do psychedelics. We're getting some good, good comments <laughs> on the text line here. I'm uh, not saying No, that. But, I, but, but to build on that, that was something that came up. One of the researchers that we were talking to, they are working on getting permission with, chi- with minors uh, it will start obviously with coal miners or diamond miners or thank you uh, less thank than you, less than eighteen you. years old. Nothing so about there's a there's children. a three step plan. That's what I, where I heard. Stories. These kids that have um, untreatable depression um, who are suicide risks, even going or 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 children who have been molested or raped or have seen trauma. Mm. I don't know. Maybe a maybe a a drone bombed their their aunt's wedding. And killed everybody. It's entirely possible. Run away, train, never going back. back. A little soul silent? Run away, One of the first albums I ever had, Grave Dancers Union. It's a great, that, little, that, great little track. That video used to make me sad. The, you know, that video yeah. raised money for Runaways. The, all the proceeds helps from them, that. Helps yeah. them run away. Yeah, They're like, here, there's a hundred bucks. Actually, what Get they, out of town. What they did was they built, they built like a thing like Shredder built for all the kids that the Foot Clan was uh, recruiting. Remember that in the Ninja Turtles no. movie where they would all like skate underground. They were oh, like yeah, trading yeah. cigarettes yeah, and everything. Yeah, that all the fun stuff. 
That's a big I know. I was like, posters. I want to be in the Foot I Clan. I want to be in the Foot Clan. Foot Clan, baby. Dude, that right. video was just creepy. Yeah, I was afraid to go outside after I saw that. I could see myself getting to the Foot Clan, though. And they're, that I they're like, even sleep. <laughs> you got to wear these shoes that have like the toe and then the four other toes in one. I'd be like, guys. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's weird. <laughs> that, that was your hangout. Yeah, like, I'll smoke all the cigarettes, guys. The, fact that, the fact that you didn't have to fight like a 350-pound solid muscle no, turtle. Cool. No, that's fine. I'll do that barefoot. Okay. That's what I told them. I got you. I'm better I barefoot. I'm faster. More but agile. they did talk about how they um, – that's something to uh, be excited about is that it's getting the in, – in, in medical circles, it's getting the um, – the props, the attention, the the props, go the go ahead from the you know from the medical field uh, as a effective enough medicine to you know actually administer to minors. So that's I mean MDMA, psilocybin, psilocybin. yeah probably MDMA Whew. too. I would think those two are. I think you're going to see those two used more for those things. I, I I can't. I mean I think that there's a very urgent need to start talking about ibogaine with all of these with the opioid problem that we have sure. right now For i think that sure. i think that ibogaine really needs to be looked at heavily um, there's there's some challenges and some you know some some risks attached to ibogaine ibogaine actually is pretty hard on your heart or can be it can really give you a, a racing heart but i think you know in a clinical setting once again where you're Safe, you know. I'm gonna um, harden my heart. Do that for everything. I'm gonna swallow my tears. <laughs> oh, yeah, I will. Oh, I will. You're feeling froggy today. I like I it. I am. I am. I like it. A lot of ibogaine in my system. Oh, I doubt that. And that's the other thing. It's ibogaine's like, a party you know, drug. Uh, the more and more we can get to where we're educating people, they're gonna realize that like there is zero chance for fall. abuse with something like. Ibogaine. Hey, my mom told me, she goes, you're going to get addicted to psychedelics one day. Go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go. Go. That's from our text line. Nice. Go. Go. Um, Ross is uh, double teaming us here. I don't know. That's the <laughs> hottest thing I've heard all day. Here. I don't know if I'm down with a kid talk it, taking psychs. I'm going to need some science behind that one, bro. That's yeah, spoken like a true, a true sophisticated user, man. That's great. Well, I mean. Yeah, I think the same brain science probably yeah. applies, you know, to... Uh, yeah! I don't want kids taking psychedelics recreationally. No, me neither. Kids sure. are already on psychedelics. I, no doubt. Talk to a four-year-old uh, and see if they need psychedelics. There's some South American tribes that give their dogs psychedelics, apparently. Cool. Same diff. Cool. For a dog owner. <laughs> same diff. That's <laughs> cool because the dog ain't can't tell you, like, no, this is terrible. Uh, I'm freaking guys, out. I'm the freaking kid out. can at least be like, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty Weird. sure cats are always on DMT, so that's neat. Um, <clears throat> they look at everything like they are. They're just always confused. I'm a hundred percent sure that cats can communicate with you while you're in that space. Quit saying a hundred percent sure, like they told you. <laughs> they, that's how he's a hundred percent, though. We've got a lot of stuff coming back. Tonight. A lot of stuff coming back. A lot of, lot of memories. A lot of up. stuff coming back. We talked to uh, Adolphus Bush. We did a year ago. Remember that? Yeah, we do. That was awesome. We will replay that interview. I don't. Last ten minutes. I don't. Was like <laughs> no, we do have an interview moment. you haven't uh, talked about yet. We uh, do. And on the other side of the break, we're going to we pre-recorded an interview with our friend Adela Wisdom. Uh, she's running for uh, great state interview. congress here in Missouri, uh, District Three, I believe, uh, on the Republican yeah. side of the ticket. She got raided. Uh, they were flying some. Well, I'll let her tell you the story if you guys. Stick yeah. Why are you for blowing? That. Why are you pretty, blowing pretty, it right pretty now? Pretty great. Um, yeah, it was a great interview, and I think we'll, we've got it to where we can maybe clip it and. Make it shareable here in the next. How long is it? Days. 
20, about 20 minutes. 20 minutes. That's good. Yeah, perfect. We'll get to that. We figured out what was going on because that was a big, that was a big story. It was. Kind of like trending pretty news. heavily. And and the thing is, is there's breaking news and stuff. There's there's as this as this thing rolls out, we're going to keep kind of hitting little roadblocks. I saw something today where the the cannabis was uh, investigated with uh, some undercovers because of rumors that they were the cannabis. They were selling uh, reefer after giving after giving their uh, way uh, to lock in that name. Yeah, no doubt. Dude, a part of me, <laughs> right I know everyone's up. Years. Everyone. It's going to be called Cannabis Watch. All of our friends, all of the people in the industry, and I get it. Everyone's kind of up in arms. I saw that story shared more than anything. Yep. More than well, that, listen, anything. The, more than Aiden's Lion stuff, and I see that. Get, but it just shows that we can be crappy sometimes that it's like, oh, this person's doing it wrong, and everyone's got this sense of righteousness. They got to go ahead and shake. I, I hate that, man, because <laughs> – you know what? People have been doing it illegally for years and years. There's just some yeah. It seems some like crack, a weird... crackpot who's selling it out of a van. Like, what? Yeah. What, what are the rules? Well, what are the rules? I, I'm in agreement uh, with you in that. Like, you know, I'm just saying you're not hey, stitches now. get stitches. You know, <laughs> you know, like you know, hey, you know you. stitches get stitches. I'm not but, about that life. <laughs> but on the flip side of that, some people worked really hard. Some people I have worked it. really hard to get I this get legal. It. Uh, there are parents that have worked really hard to get this for their kids. But just because you work so hard doesn't mean that you have to get mad about people like that. Well, it? but here's the thing. I do believe that law enforcement right now is trying to look for as many gotcha moments as they Why? can Why? What's their deal? Yeah, like because if a guy still, wants to have 300 plants, yeah, well, yeah, what is confused as to why that <laughs> was a problem. That's favorite thing of all time. I went to jail. I had 300 plants. I don't get it. Yeah, what's the problem? I'm just I mean, farming. We, we get why you went to jail, but like our whole thing is we, we don't think that should have been a thing to begin with. But yeah. obviously, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's pretty obvious why you went to jail. Mark. And I get it. People, you're right. People have the, the blood, sweat, and tears. So you can well, see where they'd be like, get this moron out of here, ruining and let's, everything and, good and, about it. So first off, it, it bears noting that they didn't find that they were actually doing that. No undercovers found any kind of... I know. I went there and did my own research. Any kind of illicit activity. When when you start to see progress for something, like you said, people have been working really hard on, and it's Mm -hmm. uh, very important. You you don't want your Greggs and your... your your queefers or whatever they're doing to uh, come Queeve, along and, you sicko. <laughs> and screw it up for everybody. Yeah, I know. Queeve should try asking Malala some questions. I, Queeve will. God. Oh. So let's um, – if you guys have some questions about relationships, I think yeah. relationships are kind of some funny stuff. Anybody at yeah. home, you want to talk about uh, – you know, talk about love a little bit. We've teased it uh, a couple of times on the show. The Adele interview is going to uh, run about 20 minutes next hour. So that's going to leave us, you know, with about another 20 minutes to talk. I think it would be a pretty fun little thing to, to jump into. So, uh, you know, I just – I'll tell you what. One thing that I love in this group, and I think it's – I think that this group is a testament to love because I, I feel as though couples that participate in this group, uh, I feel like their relationships are improving and I feel like there are more and more meaningful questions asked on our fan page every day. People that have asking relationship advice. Hey, I'm a little frustrated at home. I haven't been able to communicate with my wife. And I have needs that I don't feel are being met. And I'm obviously missing the ball somewhere with her that she's not. And like 147 comments of people that aren't like making light of it. They're actually like, that was awesome. have you tried this, 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 or this? Yeah. If you haven't tried, or if you have tried those things, it might be time to have a tougher. Like yeah. you know, like people that are really coming from a beautiful place. That was cool. Uh, it's awesome. 
And it's I was awesome. Like, uh, dick memes. What are you guys doing? Heck, that's what I yeah. get dumped for. That's yeah. what I get dumped for. Okay, whatever, just, guys. Just say sex memes because I was going to say the same thing. That's the only. Uh, thing. I just I just log in. Like, <laughs> where's the sex at me? Yeah. There's been some things lately. It's like some barstool sports style. Like, yeah, I'm in. I'm just like, Is all right. Best? I mean, yeah. I don't hate this. I don't know why you thought. To put it here, but okay. It's hard to be hung up on relationships, too, when most of our live events are just like a sweaty, writhing pile of bodies and heat and just musk. Just you can't tell whose arm is whose leg, whose whose baby arm is in there, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink, baby arm holding an apple. Craig, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> that was Cleve. We have a couple. We have a couple things to get to before uh, the break, and one of the first. Before ones. Steve crashes this damn plane. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling good tonight. I'm feeling good. I mean, Steve needs a break. We're about and to we be off from our spots, but um, uh, no, that's not necessarily true. Yeah, it was Seth at. screaming from the thing where people are concerned about stuff. Scream from what is that? From the house on fire. From the ledge. I don't yeah, know. there you no, go. Everything's fine. Is it? It's a, Is it? <laughs> it's fine, Steve. You know why? Because we have such a wonderful show with great segments like uh, the Craig moment of the week, for example. Oh. So we're going to go and get to that. Uh, this I is a shorter been, one. I haven't been recording very much lately. I don't know. I know. You guys are, so you're you guys making are, my job. You guys are digging deep on this. Kind of tough, Craig. You're making my job kind of tough. This, this is a shorter deep. one, but I kind of like it. Let's go ahead and hit you with your weekly edition of Craig Moments. What are you guys up to today? It's Thursday. We're rocking. We're rolling. Uh, Paris got after the neighbor's dog. Is it the that little yapping-ass stupid dog? Because fuck that dog. It's been barking for four years. I hope Paris beat his ass. Stupid little dog. I hate that thing. Anyway. Um, I don't know. Hey, I don't hate anything. I don't hate anything. I just I wish that damn thing would go inside and just not bark constantly. Uh, well, you know, studying. What are you studying, Rob Glow? You studying the earth? You studying the circumference of the earth? <laughs> what? I don't know. Just curious. <laughs> That's your Craig moment of the week. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I loved it. Oh, uh, yeah, bad. Is that your friend that is a flat earther? Uh, he's in the a group. Flirther? Rob Glow. Yeah. He's in the group. I don't I mean, know. Rob Glow is an interesting dude. I don't know that he is a flat earther, uh, but he definitely is asking the questions. Okay. He said uh, for I think for five years or so he's like this was vehemently no way, and he says uh, you know some ch- science has changed his mind a little bit. So some science has changed his mind, or some random Google some, some people. Random Google people. Someone right. said Seth is the best producer of all time on the text line. That's gross. That's the grossest thing I've ever seen. <sighs> uh, that dog sucks. I, though. I just I want to go <laughs> on the record. <laughs> that wait, dog like, sucks so hard. I just uh, want to reiterate just been barking nonstop <laughs> for my whole life of, in Hillsborough. What, what kind it's of dog? An entire city. It's like uh, one of those stupid little runs on batteries, like wire hair, stringy looking <laughs> dirt bags. <laughs> I hate that thing. And my cat just recently started going outside. And so, like, to find out that he went over there and just – because I'm sure what happened was, you know, and my cat's a total a-hole. I don't know if I can say that, but I think I can. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, Uh, oh, no no question. He can say whatever he wants. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. (laughs) Mr. Chair. When in doubt, use kitty language. Okay, great. 
That's so what we do. you know, so um, my cat <laughs> is he's kind of a uh, you know, uh, you know. He's Some butthead. He just does little things. He just does little the things jerk. to annoy you, but he's never really attacked anything. You know, he brought me a cicada home as a trophy the other day. That was kind of cool. Live? Yeah. Well, he left it on the doorstep. That wasn't so live. Yeah, they anymore. bring you presents. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I got me a little mouser. This is cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was when Miss said that. Um, and apparently, it got all up in that dog's business. But who could blame him? He's out. If you were outside for 30 minutes with this dog, you would understand. You would. You would understand. Wouldn't that be funny? You know, like you find the cicada and you're like, oh, cool. The cat brought me a treat. Meanwhile, the cat's hiding in the bushes. Like, watch. I'm going to bring this idiot a bug and he's going to act like it's a big deal. <laughs> and he's just sitting there like <laughs> laughing with his friend. What yeah. what what is that? And you're like, oh, thank you. You're like giving thanks, like making sure the cat feels good. Let's just put him back that. in his tree. <laughs> We're going to send him back to live with his friends, oh, Cat. Uh, Having a good time tonight. Craig, are we up Who's your sophisticated radio yeah. here on WGNU920AM.com? Well, hold we're on. We're getting real close. We're, we're almost up against it, but Craig, I wanted to tell you. Oh, I wanted to tell everybody a story, but uh, I want your ears, Craig. Um, okay. Listen, everyone. The other day, a couple week goes, weekends ago, I was going to tell this uh, last week, but I didn't. Um, so it's a Saturday morning. I'm enjoying my coffee. It's about 10 a.m. I'm doing my usual Saturday morning routine, just, you know, sip, do a little sippy-sippy on the, on the coffee. And I hear from outside, I hear, oh, I'll F you up. I'll F you up. And I'm just like, oh, wow, this, this is loud. This is violent. It's like right out in front of the apartment. Like, okay. I, you know, I'm sitting yep. right next to the window. It's like right below me. So I'm like, all right. So I, I peek out, and I'm like, oh, what's going on out here? This dude is standing on the hood of a car. I don't know if these people know each other. I don't know if there's a carjacking gone wrong. I have no clue what's going on. But he's pointing in the windshield. He's like, I'll F you up. And all of a sudden, the car just slams on the gas. And the guy sticks to the windshield like a bug. And they just drive off out of view. <laughs> so fast. Dude, still on the windshield. Yes. Oh, man. And I just sat back down and started I go, huh. <laughs> that situation has nothing to do with me. I'm sure it will resolve itself. That's awesome. Uh, if the cops need to be called, they will they will be informed <laughs> at some point. If that person hit the brakes, <sighs> that dude's – he's clearing 30 yards. If easy. they were going that in, fast. no, you grip in right there by the windshield where the hood is. You've been you – yeah, yeah, that's oh. done, you've done this before, haven't you? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I can, we can only hope uh, – we can all only hope that both the driver and the guy hanging from the hood are dead. We're insured by James Carlton. <laughs> Carlton State Farm. When things get that extreme, because you need they, the like, best. One you guy, need the best. One guy needs life insurance. That's the uh, And if he's with it. James Carlton, he's not spending a whole bunch on his life insurance every month. So I mean, it's you know, it's very possible uh, that he was sufficiently covered. He was dressed uh, and then in the regal driver, clothes. The drive State Farm's going to probably say they're going to want you to abstain from driving around with people on your hood. But hey, if somebody accidentally. <laughs> Ended up on your hood while you were driving, and you uh, you know what you could probably do? You could probably call James mid-trip and say, I got a guy on my hood. I'm afraid if I break, I'm going to dump him. And I'm afraid <laughs> if I don't break, I'm going to catch a case. James is like, hold on. He shows up in a car on a hood alongside. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. talks so, the guy out of it. It's, it. Just like Fast and Furious, the original one. Like, Doesn't have to he, go down he, like this. He's speeding up. He, James like, choices. I got my people on it. Because this is what happens. It, it, it's happened to me before. You get your car don't start. Maybe you caught a flat. You know what's going to happen? James yep. is going to send somebody to come yes. get you. 
because yeah. you're it's not for mu- for not much more you can add towing to your yeah. to your car insurance that's okay. where he sticks a toe in you uh, <laughs> man you are killing me tonight can't wait to read the email drop that? drop that no this isn't an email this is a column straight to my office well, yeah. well maybe you'll no. actually get a hold of somebody then maybe. Oh, oh, no, no, we can get a hold of somebody up in here no way. Oh, see, no that was way. also yeah, – right. what you just said was also bad. Now, if, you, if you're the guy on the windshield or the person driving, call us on the show and let us know you're No okay. doubt. Or at the very least, call 314-961-4800. <laughs> Ask him for a quote now that you got all of that bad driving out of your system because there's no doubt that wherever you're at right now probably dumped you. Unless you're with James where he was like – he probably – he's like, I ain't, I ain't ratting on my customer. I ain't yeah. ratting on my customer. That's my chief. I got an alibi for it. He was sitting in my office. And on um, 34 North Gore and Webster Groves. Yeah. He was sitting right there. I don't even know, I know what you're talking about. I listen to Bone. CarltonInsurance.net. I listen to Bone. You're ruining it. Oh, really? Because it sounds exactly like the song. <laughs> Is I miss my uncle. Okay, that's the only thing I heard him say. Miss like, my uncle Charles, y'all. Gotta be strong. I'm going to break. This first hour is brought to you by James Carlton State Farm. This is Hoosier Sophisca. On the other side, we're going to listen to an interview from Adela Wisdom, and we're going to talk relationships. We're going to get real high oh, steamy. We're going to teach you on how to be a better <laughs> yeah. partner at home. Uh-huh. And uh, we're just going to do this thing. Who's just fisk at WGNU 920 AM? Uh-huh. Stick around to the other side of the break.